Welcome to Prep Talk, the emergency management podcast. Find out what you need to know about preparedness, get all the latest tips from experts in the field, and learn what to do before the next disaster strikes. From the emergency management department in the city that never sleeps, here are your hosts. Hello, everyone. Thank you for listening. I'm Tashawn Brown. Hello, everyone. I'm Ines Bea, and you are our listeners. And as always, we thank you for joining us. We want you to come back as often as you can. So feel free to add Prep Talk to your favorite podcast provider. You can also follow us on social media on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and much more. On this episode of Prep Talk, we are joined by Department of Sanitation Assistant Chief Christian Horan, also known as Snow Chief. Chief Horan will discuss how the department prepares for snowstorms the challenges of garbage removal during snowstorms, how the streets are clean, and what New Yorkers can do to help. The department operates 59 district garages and manages a fleet of more than 2,000 collection trucks, 450 mechanical brooms, and 705 salt spreaders. Please welcome the Snow Chief, Assistant Chief Hurahan. Thank you for joining us, Chief. Please share with our listeners your role and how you got started in the field. Hello, and thank you for having me. Yeah, my name is Christian Horan. Uh, I am the snow chief at sanitation. Uh, And I got started in the field some time ago. Uh, Funny story about sanitation, though. So my father gave me the application for sanitation probably in 1995. Uh, I was in college at the time. Uh, He told me, hey, I have a a friend that does uh, really well in sanitation. You should probably take this test. And, uh, you know, I knew, I knew everything. And I was 19 years old. I, I, I knew I, I had the world conquered already. Uh, as soon as he walked out of my room, I tore it up and threw it in the garbage. Uh, about 10 years later, in 2005, I started one of the best journeys in my life. Uh, and that's when I came on to sanitation. Uh, I started out in Bronx lot cleaning uh, as a sanitation worker. Uh, and it's exactly what it sounds like. We, we, we would go around and clean vacant lots. Uh, over time, that's morphed into something else where they would clean, you know, lots with uh, structures on them, uh, doing other conditions out in the field. Uh, we also did mechanical work uh, with FELs and stuff. Um, I became very efficient on an FEL, uh, which helped out in snow. Chiefs love people that operate the FELs and snow, myself included. Uh, after a couple of years there, uh, I got promoted to supervisor. Uh, that was in 2007 in December. And I got the opportunity to go back to lot cleaning. Uh, I respectfully declined my super at the time who asked me. Uh, I said, I want to go out into the field and really learn the job. You don't get much street credit in uh, lot cleaning. You know, if you're going to be New York's strongest uh, and you're not picking up 20 to 30,000 pounds of garbage a day, uh, you know, you're not, you can't really be part of the clique. Um, I can tell you the first time I did collection, I, I did probably between 30 and 40,000 tons of garbage. It was about 18 and a half tons. Um, I should say pounds, not, not 30 to 40,000 uh, tons. But uh, I, I did get an offer to come back and, and run the intake unit, which is a unit that processed all the paperwork, uh, title searching. And I thought about it and I turned it down. I said, you know, respectfully, I'd like to go out. I, I have intentions of moving up. I want to learn the rest of the job. Uh, after the chief came to me and offered it to me, I said, sure thing, chief, I'll do it. Uh, so I spent a couple more years in lot cleaning as a supervisor uh, before essentially getting promoted to superintendent in uh, September of 2011, uh, where I got the chance to work in Manhattan, uh, 
where I really, you know, solidify my street credit there, I would say, uh, not in picking up garbage, but really in dealing with all the core functions that sanitation offers, cleaning and collection, uh, and snow. Uh, I commanded two districts, um, Manhattan 8 Community Board, and then I spent the better part of uh, my superintendent career in Manhattan 12. Uh, around the end of 2015, I was promoted to deputy chief. Uh, I was assigned to the cleaning office. And, it, and it's funny. So, so after being in a district uh, where you're worrying about for three years, all the different uh, facets of the job, and then going down to the cleaning office, and it, it's amazing the focus you get when, when your job is cleaning-centric. Uh, uh, it didn't last long before I was assigned to operations, uh, and I had a little back and forth. I think I did six months in operations, uh, helping out with facilities back to cleaning. And then in 2017, I was assigned uh, officially to operations where I was the deputy chief of facilities. Uh, that really opened my eyes to the bigger world of sanitation. Um, you know, there's a lot of people behind the scenes, the lawyers, the trades, uh, engineers. Uh, and I got to work with all these people as well as other city agencies and Department of Design and Construction. So it was really a step into a bigger world. Uh, in 2019, I was promoted to assistant chief of facilities where I, I did uh, one more year. Uh, and then I was asked to come over and be the snow chief. Um, so the last two years, um, I've been the snow chief. Uh, and that's led us to uh, actually this interview today. You know, it's funny. I told my kids, uh, I'm doing a podcast. And they're like, Dad, you're going to be like a movie star? And I said, uh, yeah, you know, like a movie star without the movie, without the fame, without the fortune. And yeah, but, but same thing, right? Uh, but you know, it's, that- it's, it's the same thing. Our, our podcasts are widely listened to. So we, we will promote it and your kids will be proud. So then 10 years from now, when you give them the application, they won't turn it up like you did. Right. Then you'd be like, come on in, come join your dad at the job. But before we get into it, I would love to know, why did you say yes to sanitation like 10 years after? Because like you said, your dad gave you the application. You were like, no, I don't really want to do this. So why say yes? And I think also like if you can get into like um, the role that sanitation plays, it's not just garbage removal. Right. Because now you're the snow chief. So a couple of things like why you say yes and why sanitation and now snow chief. So yeah, I, hopefully my kids will listen to me if, if I if I afford them that opportunity. But uh, originally saying no, I, you know, I think when you're younger and you're striving for, you know, I, I don't even know what my goals were in, in college. Uh, you know, you think you're going to land corporate job coming out of college at two million dollars a year, and that's just not the case. Reality waits for you when you get out. I held I held down some jobs like stockbroker, doorman for a while. And, you know, and then started taking the city city tests. Uh, I think I was kind of leaning towards uh, being a firefighter and I did well on that. And uh, it just, it, it came down to, you know, it ended up being sanitation. And, and I tell you, when, when you come on this job uh, and, and it is so much more, uh, you know, than collection and recycling and, and, and even snow. I mean, we do all these things for the city. You realize what a big part we actually play in delivering for the people of New York City and keeping the streets open and, you know, uh, healthy, safe and clean. But the people that you meet in such a diverse workforce and, and from all aspects of life, you know, I, I remember uh, being a supervisor, you know, around 30 years old and, and a gentleman uh, that worked for me, and, you know, and I'm telling him what to do. And we had a great relationship. And, I, you know, one day he talked to me. He was he was in the Vietnam War. And, and I, I said, wow, like, 
the life experience that, that this gentleman has versus <laughs> here's this young kid when we're talking about this. Like you realize that, that people are so intricate and uh, there's a lot of that. And, and at every level and every position on this job, there is somebody that will blow your mind. At, at, you know, and, and it's just really knowing that person outside of the job and things they do. So, so it's been a tremendous journey. Um, you know, I grew up, I grew up in the Bronx and Riverdale, um, and it, it's almost like giving back, but, but you don't realize until you're in it, what sanitation really does and offers to the city. So, so it's a beautiful thing. It's been a, it's been a great journey thus far. Thank you for that, Chief. As you mentioned, like, well, I don't, I don't think a lot of people realize what the agency uh, does for the city um, and, and how uh, the cleaning of streets doesn't only apply to picking up of, of trash, but also, like like you mentioned, plowing of snow. And we know that the winter season is quickly approaching. It starts December 21st. What what has the agency been doing? When do you start preparing? Uh, what are some of the mechanisms you have in place for when um, that first uh, snowstorm hits? So another great question and uh, probably th- something that people don't realize, but um, so yes, uh, winter, winter starts December 21st, but, but for sanitation, that winter season and the prep is a year round thing uh, coming out of winter. We're already, you know, the first thing we're doing is reassessing uh, how do we perform uh, any changes to routes that are necessary. Uh, you know, the last, the last few years, um, you know, with the addition of outdoor dining and, and bike lanes, uh, a lot of assessment had, had to be done. And we have a team that works with uh, DOT uh, street improvement projects, and we're constantly updating routes, um, making them more efficient. Uh, you know, our spreading equipment and trucks go for upgrades. This happens all throughout the summer. Uh, towards, I would say, you know, maybe around fall, September, uh, I start having talks with other city agencies. Um, we talk about the plans that, you know, for the upcoming winter. Uh, and I'm sure people have seen it when we have uh, spreaders driving around and it's, you know, I think it was 70 degrees this year. Uh, around September 25th, we started our Sunday snow training uh, where we have sanitation workers go out and ride uh, actual routes. And it not only Gives, you know, it's not only a chance for them to flip the switch and get into that snow fighting mode, um, but it's also a chance for us to track and see that these routes are, and equipment are tracking properly. Uh, are there any hiccups to any routes that, you know, have been adjusted? And it, it gets us back in, in that mentality of snow fighting, like I said. Uh, additionally, we send supervisors and superintendents for more training on the technologies that we utilize. Um, and then just recently, uh, you know, it was uh, December 6th and 7th, we had an actual snow drill where we, where we you know, we simulate, uh, you know, a forecast of snow coming and then it gets worse. Uh, we, and the driving parts of that, of that um drill there's some administrative parts the driving parts of that drill were uh you know we do one on the four to twelve and the next day on the twelve to eight uh followed by the eight to four we do a lot of admin type stuff uh like a snow alert um and it really you know it it gives us that that last run before the storm and you know speaking of the storm uh we didn't have a storm uh but we you know we had a little snow uh you know, this morning, uh, last night, Sunday night into in, into Monday. So we were out there doing our thing. And uh, but being able to do that, you know, the whole year, we're really focusing on how to become better, uh, keeping our equipment up to date and executing, you know, the plan when it comes time. 
I'm glad that you mentioned that you guys start um, prepping early on in September, even before people even think about snow. We're still hoping that the summer will last a little bit longer. But when it comes to snow removal, what are the biggest challenges? Uh, what you guys face as an agency and then would you face also from, I guess, from New Yorkers who decide to just leave their cars anywhere? How does that, what are the biggest challenges when snow removal? Another great question. Um, so if I think about that, I, I would say that there's three major concerns. One, maybe not as major as the other two, but, but the first is forecasting. Uh, it's not an exact science. Uh, you know, we have three contracted weather vendors. Uh, I, I stay in constant communication with them throughout our winter season. Um, we use National Weather Service as well, but it's never it's never cut and dry. Um, in fact, it's never dry because it's snowing, right? But it's 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 a science that's that's not perfect. So what we do, uh, we look at all the forecasts and then we plan to the worst of them. You know, if somebody's if two if two forecasters say no snow and one says chance of snow, we're, we're planning for that chance of snow. And always the highest amounts. Uh, we played a conservative approach. So forecasting is, is one concern. One of the biggest variables that 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 can affect our response is the timing. Um, it's one thing, you know, a snowstorm comes in, say nine o'clock at night. Uh, you know, even if you're getting a couple inches an hour and we're out there all night while, while most people are sleeping, we have a great jump on that on that snowstorm. Conversely, um, when a storm hits on a Friday rush hour and there's traffic everywhere, we're not getting through the streets as quickly. We're stuck in the traffic. Now, if you have one to two inches an hour, it's building up. Um, and that, that's why, you know, a lot of times. You know, as you alluded to, people parking a car or leaving a car there, that, you know, that's an issue. Anything that gets in our way is an issue and can slow down our response and, and you know, have cascading consequences. So, so really, and that, that's the uncontrollable part of it, you know, is the timing of that storm. Uh, the last thing I'll say, and, and you know, I, I think everybody would agree with me, um, you know, ice. When you have frozen precip, that ice is dangerous. It happens in a flash. Um, it's, it's, you know, it makes uh, driving, you know, that many times more uh, dangerous. And I'll, I'll say it for all those people listening that have all-wheel drive, it doesn't work in ice. You know, people fly around. I think it might be you get better traction in snow, but when it's ice, you slide. It doesn't matter how many wheels are spinning if you're going too fast. So please slow down. Uh, you know, when an accident happens, it 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 slows us down. It delays the response. We get stuck. You know that means an area of the city is going to suffer because we're stuck uh, in a traffic jam with everybody else. So so those are my three biggest con uh, you know concerns uh, when it comes to snow. But you know time and time again we've worked through these things and and you know executed at a high level like the city expects. Thank you for that, Chief. Uh so I, you mentioned um, the dangers of, of, of traveling in the snow, traveling on ice. And I think that's that's very important because that's a, a major part of what we also work with uh, the Department of Sanitation with and their press team to message to message that out to folks uh, prior to a snowstorm, whether it's uh, if you if you can use mass transit and just so we can keep road, uh, cars off the roads and allow uh, the, the sanitation team to do the, the job that they're they're there to do. Um, but 
to just to jump to uh, the next point, um, we know snowfall is a, both the safety issue, but it can also be a political issue a lot of times um, in, in regards to after snowfall, whether what neighborhoods get uh, plowed first, some neighborhoods getting hit worse from the storm than others. How does the Department of Sanitation navigate that? What? How do you decide what uh, streets are plowed first? What's the, the methodology behind that? Yeah, that, that is that is an often asked question, a very hot topic. Um, and I think I think if you lived in New York City long enough, you might remember the old idea of primary, secondary, or tertiary uh, streets, where some areas might have seen a plow multiple times, where another area, uh, you know, a smaller street didn't even receive their first plowing. I can tell you that is a thing of the past. Um, with the with the routing methodology and improvements we have now, every single street is on a route. And every route gets dispatched together. You know, in, in ideal uh, conditions, every street should be serviced in about three hours. Clearly, you know, traffic, um, other variables, intensity of the storm will add time. But, you know, all routes are created taking into account a few things. The dispatch location and the area of service. Um, once they have that, then it's routed to the highest level of efficiency to service that area. You know, th- think of it more like, um, you know, garbage or recycling collection. We have routes designed to cover the entire city and they all go out together. You know, so our goal is dispatch and cover every street. And I can tell you, uh, since I've been the snow chief, um, due to outages, you know, in the previous two years with COVID and just personnel counts, we haven't been able to put out a full plan, uh, full plow plan. So we are we are flush with personnel this year. Uh, we're at the highest count levels in decades. Um, so I'm very confident that not only is our our snow response going to be awesome. I don't want to jinx it, but you know I, I have the utmost faith uh, with this personnel count. And and you know so so that means the full plow plan is going out. Every route is getting dispatched together. Um, and I know I know the other high, hot topic is uh, bike lanes. Um, you know, and, and reasonably so. Uh, people use the bike lanes to get to work. Uh, some people, part of their job, uh, be it a delivery person, is using the bike lanes. You know, with, with headcounts high, you know, while we've always been reluctant to commit to it, we will go after the bike lanes at the same time that we are plowing the streets because that's what New York City expects. That's what we're going to give them. Again, could, could there be outages? Sure. But, but that is the plan, and that's, that's how we're going to execute. Well, folks, you hear it first. Every street is going to get plowed at the same time. But now we could just move just to talk a little bit more about what the other major mission for sanitation, which is like garbage and cycling removal. How does a major storm impact your ability to pick up garbage? Because I think who is driving the garbage trucks and who's driving the snow plowers, I think is the same staff. Right. So how do you decide what happens and, and who does what? Yes, you, you hit it right on the head there. So, you know, snow has a major impact on every other core function that we provide to the city, um, not just garbage and recycling, but also cleaning functions like basket service, mechanical broom sweeping. So you see in lieu of a red cape, we have that big orange plow. Our frontline force, they turn into the superheroes. They're the first of the first responders. Those men and women that provide all those core services I just mentioned, they're the same men and women that plow and salt the streets. So the bigger the snow response required, 
the more delays to core services. You know, so I'd say there's scenarios, you know, let's say we get two to three inches or less, uh, where we may be in a spreader storm. In that case, you may see orange trucks out there spreading salt while the white collection trucks are collection, collecting the garbage. Um, if we get into, uh, you know, bigger plowable events where we're in that full plow plan, then collection services would be suspended. You know, there's other things, back-to-back storms, um, you know, things that can add to how long uh, they're delayed. But like I said, we are flush with personnel. The counts are higher, higher than they've been in the last two decades. Um, and so I'm not, you know, not only is our snow response going to be great, but I think our transition back to core functions will be that much quicker, even if it's in a hybrid operation. And that'll really keep us in line with Commissioner Tish. Tish's vision of getting that garbage off the streets quicker and keeping New York City clean. So I'm I'm very confident on all fronts this year. So as a follow-up, what's more challenging for you guys, a snowstorm that's two inches of snow or like a foot of snow? Hmm. I mean, I, I think I think I'll go with two inches over the foot. But it, it's a funny thing. After a certain point, it's the same plan. Once we once we're in full plow, um, it, you know, it, 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 we're, we're plowing everything. A two inch storm is funny because you know when I alluded to two or three inches, everybody knows we plow at two inches. But uh, two inches of snow doesn't necessarily mean two inches on the street. So I, you know, I'll take the spreader storm over plowing any day. But once once we get into significant or plowable snow. We, we're, we're dispatching a, a full plow plan across the city. So, you know, everybody can take that one to the bank. Great. Uh, so I know we talked a lot about what the city, uh, what was well, specifically what the Department of Sanitation does um, in term, in preparation and in response to snow, uh, to snowstorms. But would you be able to share some tips that New Yorkers can use for, for their own snow removal? Yes, sir. I'd be happy to. Um, much like us, uh, and since this is a preparedness call, uh, prepare in advance. <laughs> you know, have the necessary equipment, uh, shovels, uh, ice melt. Uh, I, you know, you want to make sure you're, you're properly dressed if you're out there shoveling, hats, gloves. Uh, you don't want, we don't want anybody with frostbite. And uh, you got to know what's, what's too much for you. Um, you know, you don't, we don't need anybody having a heart attack or, or overexerting themselves. Cause let's be honest, it, it's tough shoveling. Uh, I got my kids now. I'm done with shoveling. They, they go out and shovel. And, and, and if you have to, you may have to bring in a, <laughs> they don't like it, but you know, at least, at least I don't get hurt anymore. I'd always tweak my back. Um, you know, you can, you may have to hire, you know, a, a private person to, to come shovel, you know, your driveway or whatever it may be. Um, you know, if, if, if you're on a private street, you know, have a plan in place with the block association or the homeowner association, you know, how, how you're going to remove it. And, you know, I think we always message out to take care of the elderly, whether it be your friends, uh, family or neighbors. You know, that's what New York City is about, looking out for uh, the others. Um, you know, and then I'll just say this for the people clearing the sidewalks, please, please, please. Do not throw it back into the street uh, because temperatures freeze overnight. It creates a it creates a condition on the roadways, and that that's you know that's our main goal is to prevent those conditions on the roadways. Uh, suffice it to say, the same thing is for bike lanes. You know, if you have a business or a home where there's a bike lane there, please put the snow off to the side. Uh, best on the grassy part of the sidewalk. If you don't have that, you can pile it to the side, but don't put it in a place where it's going to cause 
hazardous condition either for one of our bicyclists or you know one of our pedestrians driving in the street great so i think that's one of the first things i learned when i had to shovel the car they said like don't put the snow back into the street yeah i i remember i remember plowing one time and uh <laughs> this this lady was plowing her driveway and she threw everything back in the street and she jumped in front of the plow no don't you don't you plow me back in you know, so I got out and I said, "Ma'am, if, if we have to clear the streets, but you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna go around, but but you know, can you please just move that in towards towards the parking lane at least? <laughs> you know, so that, that's a very uh, a very familiar and uh, scenario that's been happening for decades. Definitely, and so I know we were we were talking about snow removal a bit and uh and and kind of uh taking um it to, New Yorkers taking it into their own hands. I know the Department of Sanitation off, also offers a program or uh for people to sign up and they can be, be like snow laborers. Um, do you have any information on that? Yeah, uh, you can, they can go on three one one. Uh, they'll they'll find a link or the or the sanitation homepage. Uh, we could set up set up an appointment to come to a district. Uh, you know, you have to uh, have your ID, uh, be physically able, your COVID shot. Um, but yes, we we've been uh, we started registering snow laborers back on October seventeenth. Uh, I think we're nearing six hundred. And uh, make no mistake, snow snow laborers play a very vital role and helping us do what's needed. Um, because after clearing of all the streets and opening the streets and making sure that travel is safe, we have corner caps and fire hydrants and, and uh, bus stops and all these things that we need help on if we're going to transition back to our core function of getting the garbage off. So, so that's where these people coming in to be snow laborers uh, really help the mission. And, and I must say, uh, you know, for, for all the homeowners and businesses, Although we do these things, there is responsibility of the tenant, you know, in front of a fire hydrant and by the uh, the crosswalk to take care of these things. The same way that you clean uh, 18 inches into the street, you also take care of the snow. You have to shovel a four foot wide path on the sidewalks. Uh, one thing that's a little bit of a gray area and we ask for help from everybody uh, is catch basins. Uh, you know, keeping catch basins clear is prudent for everybody. Uh, you know, it's one thing when it snows, if we get a lot of snow and then it starts melting, you know, if temperatures uh, rise drastically, you get a big melt, it, it causes flooding. So everybody that can help out in this cause, you know, we're here to serve, uh, but, it, but it's almost like a two-way street. You know, uh, if people can assist in these things, it would make it that much better for the city as a whole. Well, that's great. And thank you for that. And in talking about collaboration, I know uh, sanitation and our department of emergency management, we work very closely together during snow events. Um, can you tell us what other agencies you collaborate with during different acti um, activities? Like, for example, I know for the New York City Marathon, you know, how long does it take you guys to clear 26.2 miles of cups, banana peels, bottles left by the runners? Yeah, uh, so interagency communication is one of the things that's helped, uh, I think, continually elevate uh, the bar. I'm not sure 
you know, not only for sanitation, but I, I'm thinking probably for all city agencies. Uh, for us, it's primarily snow response and 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 disaster situations where we respond and and big cleaning events like you met, mentioned. Um, I think I think honestly, at one time or another, I, I've been involved with you know just just on the NISOM front, like hazard mitigation, coastal storm planning, uh, the flash flood, you name it. DSMY has always been involved. Uh, that communication and especially interagency. Uh, is vital to the success and forging those relationships. Uh, you know, I think it helps us towards the communal goal. Uh, as far as the marathon, I mean, that is a huge undertaking. The coordination is, I, I mean, I think almost every city agency is involved. You know, New York Roadrunners heads it, uh, but we're, we're involved with PD, ISOM, uh, counterterrorism, uh, Department of Buildings is in there. Uh, it's, it's really a huge undertaking, a lot of, a lot of coordination, um, I think we've gotten better and better as time goes on. You know, I know internally um, between the blockades, um, pre and post cleanup, we're coordinating, you know, 16 different districts. So that's 16 community boards it spans uh, to the tune of, you know, maybe 650, 700 employees. I would say, you know, almost 300 on the blockade and then another 400 for the for post cleanup. Uh, and the amount of equipment we deploy, you know, from backpack blowers, uh, probably 60 to 70 mechanical brooms, another 70 collection trucks. We have people out there manually sweeping, uh, FELs. I, I mean, it's really a huge undertaking. And for the most part, we're done. You know, they run the marathon Sunday. We're done by 8 o'clock in the morning Monday. There may be a couple of carryover districts in Manhattan towards the latter part of the route that, uh, you know, we have something happening on that 8 o'clock in the morning shift. But for the most part, we're, we're clean and it's back to business for New York City by the next morning. Oh, that's great. I, I thought for a second that you guys had to wait until the last marathoner crossed the finish line. And that sometimes could be like 10 o'clock at night because, you know, everyone deserves to be able to cross that line. But I'm glad to hear that you guys actually, you know, go all overnight into the next morning. That's great to know. Yeah, so we, so we start, you know, that, that that's probably that last district in Manhattan where we got to kind of, you know, you, you're on a little bit of a lag. But as soon as, as soon as the last runners left Staten Island, you know, then, then and past a certain point, then the cleanup starts. And, and, and it's a progressive type of cleanup through through the 16 community boards. Great. Again, thank you for joining us, Chief. It is now it is now rapid response time. And if you're a first time listener, it is simple. Prep Talk will ask questions and our guests will give you the first answer that comes to mind. But before rapid response, here's a message from New York City Emergency Management. You're listening to Prep Talk, the emergency management podcast. New York City needs your help to make our communities safer, stronger, and better prepared. Support your community by getting involved in the NYC Emergency Management Share Your Space Survey. Do you manage or own a facility in NYC with a large interior room, like a community center? A place of worship? Or a campus facility? These can be used for outreach, for training, as a gathering space in an emergency, or as a disaster recovery center for your community. Community spaces can be used as a resource before, during, and after an emergency. 
Organizations citywide are encouraged to participate. Go to nyc.gov slash share your space survey. There, you can register your space. By working together, we can build resilient communities, one space at a time. Learn more at nyc.gov slash share your space survey or call 311. It's time for Prep Talk Rapid Response. Okay, it is rapid response time. And uh, as I mentioned, Chief, uh, we'll ask you a question. First thing that comes to mind, uh, no pressure. Here we go. Uh, so what do you carry with you every day that would help you during a snowstorm? My cell phone. In case I get snowed in, I got to call somebody to dig me out. <laughs> you, you did mention you do know you no longer shovel. <laughs> I called your kids. You think they'll answer? <laughs> you are exactly correct. <laughs> what is your favorite disaster movie? Oh, disaster movie. Um, I think Deep Impact. Uh, I love the scene where where the lady goes out to meet her father, and they watch the tsunami come in, and they and they're both gonna die. Uh, I can tell you right now. Thank you, FaceTime. I told my parents, uh, hey, listen, if that ever happens, uh, I'll gladly call you, but uh, I'm not going to be on the beach with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we get we get deep impact and, uh, and Armageddon a lot. Armageddon a lot. That's yeah. true. That's true. <laughs> it's a toss up. I love Armageddon, too. It's just that that, that one scene is, is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, next question. Um, so what's on your playlist? So we're we talking about music? Yeah, music. Yeah, music. Oh man! So I, I love all types of music. Um, I I span from heavy metal to rap. Um, I like classical music. I play the, I play the piano a little bit. So um, I, I guess it's like an eclectic type of. Uh, I, I don't think anybody would peg me for most of the movie uh, uh, music I, I like. Um, and my wife and close friends love to break my chops. I went to a Debbie Gibson concert uh, when I was like twelve. So. I get, I get a lot of slack for that and, and starting my career in Bronx lock cleaning. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you can DJ anywhere, man. <laughs> so, um, as the Snow Chief, what is your favorite season? Everything else except for winter. <laughs> <laughs> on, on, on that note, uh, what is your least favorite and most favorite thing about snow? I mean, least favorite thing is, is, you know, I've never taken my kids sleigh riding. Um, you know, when it's snow, and it's not just me. It has nothing to do with being snow chief. It, it has to do with working for sanitation and what's expected of what, you know, what we give uh, to the city. Um, and when it's snowing and, you know, be it Christmas or any other time when you have something planned, uh, you've got you to gotta respond to the call. Uh, so, you know, it's definitely missing family and little things like, like sleigh riding. I've never taken my kids sleigh riding. Uh, so that'd be one. What I love about snow is uh, looking to the future and sitting there and making snow angels for the first time in uh, decades. So when, when, when you retire, is that what you're thinking? You'll get to just enjoy the snow? Yeah, when you retire, let's be honest, you know, the snow, is, I always say the snow, like, like driving in this morning, some of the trees, it looks beautiful. Um, but 
snow means old business. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I, I joke around. I say, I, I say, I had to get a prenup with my with my wife. She's not allowed to hate me from November to April. <laughs> too, too much stress. Too much. Stress. <laughs> no, no, but that, but seriously, I mean, snow is snow is fun when we were kids, and it was uh, snow days, and then they'll be fun when. Uh, we don't have to work through them anymore. But other than that, yeah, I think you're exactly right. It's business and making sure that um everyone is safe and in the road to clear. Yeah, and one last update for New York is like, what's the best way to receive updated information during snowstorms in addition to notify NYC through us? What is sanitation have out there? Just also for like people know what the the snow plows are, what this, the streets are going to be clean. Uh, how do you guys put out the message in for about snow? We got a couple of ways. Um, you know, we, we, we have our website, um, but we have become social media tech savvy uh, in, in, in the last few years. We, we are evolving with everybody else. Uh, you know, you can see it. You can find us on uh, YouTube, DSNY, uh, Facebook, we're New York City Department of Sanitation. And I'm pretty sure at NYC Sanitation for Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, we got it all. And for those that don't like to go online, uh, you can always watch the regular news. You'll see Commissioner Tish out there giving updates on our latest uh, ventures and uh, programs and what we're doing in snow. So there's plenty, there's plenty of outlets to find out what to do and uh, how we're doing it. Would you guys ever consider having, I don't know, maybe a contest to be like, you can drive a snowplower for a day if you're a really good garbage responsible New Yorker or something like that? I would not advise anybody getting in the garbage truck and, and uh, driving it. <laughs> no, I mean, obviously with you guys in the truck. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know about that. I, it, it would be fun, but... Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what the outcomes would be. Those, those trucks are dangerous. They're big. You know, you need your CDL. Uh, and you need a little practice. That's, that's why we do things like Sunday snow training. And, uh, yeah. No cop. How about no cop okay. on that? <laughs> uh, and um, I wasn't asking for me. Asking for a friend. So good to know that that will not be happening. But thank you so much, Chief, uh, for joining us. It's been great to know what the city does, sanitation does, um, to keep the streets clean during snowstorms as we head into the winter season and the collaboration between your agency and our agency and also all New Yorkers where they're being responsible, how they clean their streets and where they park their cars. Thank you so much for joining us. Again, thank you for having me. Uh, this was a fun experience. And uh, yeah, as always, looking forward to continuing uh, to forge these relationships. Uh, and that's pretty much it. Thank you. That's this episode of Prep Talk. If you like what you heard, you can listen anytime online or through your favorite RSS feed. Until next time, stay safe and prepared.